Who raised you? Crime? Mistakes? And these motherfucking bitches? Y'all comedians know you've been biting and hating on TK on. shit for too long. TK. Motherfucking TK. Yeah. TK said, bitter bridge and got over it. Want the spot, but he holding it. You control, he controlling it. This shit clay, he just molding it. Had to beat all of them cases. Change all of they faces. Who raised you motherfuckers? They ain't think I was gonna make it. Keep it G to a G. It's always me versus me. Never me versus him. Cause I can't be like them. Said Latham put me on hold. But this ain't glitter, it's gold. How you gonna say no? And you don't really know who raised you. Ladies and gentlemen, to the CK Kirkland Podcast. And, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. And, you know, you meet amazing people around the world. And with this crisis going on, the people dying and people being remembered, I had a young lady reach out to me about her best friend who got murdered by the state troopers in New Jersey back in 2013. And she loves her best friend so much that she reached out to me and asked me, could I keep his memory alive because back then I'm quite sure no cameras and back then we didn't have social media the way we use it, social media now. And we're going to show light and show respect for this brother today and allow this young lady to speak her truth, talk about her friend and to pray for everybody else in this universe who have gone through this injustice with these damn police officers who do not understand what we're going through. So go ahead, baby, talk to me. Tell us about your friend. Tell me his name. Tell me how long y'all been friends. I mean, take us way back and how did y'all become best friends? Okay. Um, my friend's name is Dawu Ali Alexander. Um, we've been friends since the sixth grade. We met at Ellsberg Middle School in North New Jersey. Um, we were childhood friends and... On October 3rd, 2013, my best friend was shot and killed by a New Jersey State Trooper. Um, It was the worst day ever of my life. Um, So where we're from, there's a day called Tentray Day. Tentray Day is October 3rd, and it's like a national Crips holiday, not trying to make this about gang banging or whatever, but I'm just trying to tell the story. Okay. Um, so on this day in particular, my best friend was hanging out on on a, a, a block called Harrison. His family lives in the area. So he was hanging out with a couple of family members and some friends. Due to the particular day at hand, when a car slows up and pull up and people jump out, in our neighborhood, you don't know what that is or you don't know what's going on. So him not knowing or waiting to see what was going on, he took off running. Mm-hmm. The cops proceeded. They were in plain clothes. They were not in, you know, cop uniforms. They were not in a marked car. It was an unmarked car. So he took off running. They chased him behind him. Uh, they cornered him in a backyard. He tried to jump over the fence. They heard shots. Um they shot him in the back while he was jumping over the fence. They had his body in the backyard for about an hour before bringing him out. But 
the police kept saying, y'all going to be mad. Y'all going to be mad. Nobody was paying attention to that. We just wanted them to bring him out the backyard. Um, afterwards, uh, after a while, they brought him out on a stretcher. Um, they, like, hooked his hand inside of his pants, I guess, so it wouldn't be dangling or, you know, it wouldn't cause a scene. So uh, the family members jumped in the car. They uh, beat uh, the ambulance to the hospital. When the, they pulled up, the family was already there. Um, they saw that they were trying to resuscitate him, like pumping his chest as they pulled up to the hospital. Mm-hmm. They took him in the back to the trauma unit. Um, they allowed his mother to go in, and she came out crying, and we already knew what, what, what had happened. Um, there was a trial. They tried to indict the the trooper. He was found not guilty, or they didn't indict him at all. Mm-hmm. You know his name? No, I don't recall his name. I okay. should, but I don't recall his name. Um, and they went through it, and the family was awarded a lawsuit. So the fact that I feel, I feel like the fact that they gave anything towards the killing of this young black man with some type of guiltiness that they had to even award anything. Right, exactly. Right, and I feel like a lot of people doesn't know, don't know his story, and I just want to get the word out there that I'm from New Jersey, and it's a lot of stuff going on in our own backyard that we're not aware of, and I just want to bring some awareness. I don't want him to die without someone knowing his story. He has a young daughter, and... I just want his story to somebody to shed a little light on his story. I understand. That's Especially what I, that's what I with everything going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I called you. And we have the floor, you know, giving you this opportunity on my show to um, talk and I'm going to ask you questions. And I want to do, especially from you being from New Jersey, I got to look out for my home state. Thank you. And, you know, we have this um, crisis unfortunately, all over the world. And, you know, I see all the celebs. I see all the people coming forth to speak. I see all that. But I've been around a long time. And just like the mass shootings we have, and they have a big one, and the states will get behind it and have press conferences, and they're going to change the gun laws. The problem that we have here is that we can talk all we want. We can march all we want. But there has to be laws, L-A-W-S, to change the behavior of the police. That's the only way you change behavior. You You can give millions of dollars to jail reform. Okay, but see, I've been a street hustler. I've been in front of judges. You know, I've almost had a lot of years in prison. And one thing I do know is laws are your your guidelines. You know that if you can get in trouble and go to jail or lose everything you worked hard for, it kind of keeps you in line, right? It kind of keeps you... Oh, you know what? I ain't trying to go to jail. I'm going to try to do the right thing. Years ago, I tried to come up with a petition 
for any cop that shut up that shot an unarmed man will do twenty five years to life. And when I talked to the head of the NAACP in New Jersey, the mayor, they explained to me how it was impossible to have that type of petition due to the fact of the unions. See, this is what happens to all the cops across the world. It's the unions that protect them, you know, and this is where, you know, they don't want to give up any money. They don't want to get sued. And this is what this all comes down to is about the state paying out large sums of money. So I think they should come over the law. And I truly feel every family that was shot, son was shot, and was unarmed. It should be a, um, let me get this word right. It should be a program or some type of award that we can go to the government and for civil rights and all these families are awarded millions of dollars. Because if this is that many white people who would have died, they'd have had a, a charity and all kind of things for these white people. If, they had, if this many white people had died by black officers, it would be a war out here. And they would have come up with something to protect their own. And this is why when I see Obama on television, I get kind of mad at him. I think it's good he let some people out of jail. Good. But when you are, see, that's what, and I wish Obama was on the streets. I really wish he wasn't just a nice guy. I wish he was a nice guy, but from truly from the hood, to know that the black man is at danger. And if he knew that while he was in office, I'm talking about really felt it, really know what it felt like, he could have passed laws to protect these men. And I, I that, yep. So that's where I'm at with all this. Every every young man that's been shot by a cop should receive an award. Not an award should see some type of com um, compensation for their death to their families to help with college, help with living expenses, because when you lose a man like, in, in these type of situations, the mental effect, the, 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 the psychology, the payback on their minds is devastating for years to come. Years. Now, when you get so first sentence to me about state trooper, believe it or not, I thought he was on the highway. No. Nope. I thought he was driving. Because you know, I'm from New Jersey. So I, I, I yes, was, I do know. New Jersey. Yeah. yeah, I thought he was driving. He got pulled over. No. Nope. And he shot him in the back. Oh, and I also want to add on. Um, so the night that they, uh, that he was shot, they had, like, um, you know, the the evidence scene and all that. Everybody, crime scene, people was out there. Mm -hmm. And there was no gun found. They had the lights out. There were no guns found. The mm -hmm. next day, they said uh, a gun was found 
where his body was at, but no gun was found the night of. I don't understand. Right. Yeah, that's bullshit. So, yes, and then they tried to, you know, every time they try to crucify you with your past. So they mm-hmm. try to bring up old stuff, like things that he was arrested for right. prior to. That has nothing to do with the night in question. Mm-hmm. You didn't that's know right. that about him. You didn't know any information about him. You didn't know who, who he was. Mm-hmm. He was just another black man. Right. And that's the so, policy of the cops. They, you get in trouble, they try to bring up your past to justify why this happened to you. And one doesn't have nothing to do with the other. At all. Not. And just like these, the situation that happened in Buffalo, the coroner in Minneapolis, how they said that man um, had all the stuff in his body and this is the reason why he died, these cops or the unions will create these lies so that the public will read it and will say, oh, you know, he deserved it. Because believe it or not, when you put that out there, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying right. to get people to say, oh, he was a criminal anyway. And um, that's the reason why he got killed. Just like the fact in Atlanta, the young man Aubrey, you know, how the videotape got leaked and the guy sent it out and claimed that he was just driving. He wound up getting arrested. And I thought that was weird, right? He must have felt guilty or something, but he held on to this tape for almost two months and then released it, and then they wound up arresting his ass, too. Yeah. It's just sad what goes on, but I have to say this. With the young man in St. Louis years ago, with George Floyd, and say this to the people who are listening, when the cops catch you doing something wrong, do not fight them back. Do not talk shit to them. Do not make the situation worse. Just you might have to bow down for a minute, but the goal is to get home. The goal is to live another day because once you die, we can't bring you back from that. And here's my point. George Floyd was doing fraudulent counterfeit money. This is what this all started about. And my point is once you get caught, don't fight them. Don't try to fight them if they put you in a car. Even though sometimes putting your hands up don't mean they won't shoot. I'm just trying to tell everybody what to do because if you do this, it's a 90% chance you might get home. A 99% chance you get that 1%, your ass can lose. Sandra Bland, she got pulled over by the police. Her whole situation started because she had an attitude with the cop. Now, all these people don't deserve to die. I mean, you know, I'm telling I'm not saying this to justify their death. I'm saying that when she got pulled over, the cop said, can you distinguish your cigarette, ma'am? And she came right back and said, I'm in my car. I don't have to put my cigarette out. 
Now, some people might think that's tough. Some people are like, oh, fuck them cops. I'm going to say what I want to say. But she ended up dead, meaning if she would just put the fucking cigarette out, it would have never sparked this racist cop or racist cops who are in jail because she didn't do no violence, so they should have never arrested her anyway, right? She, she, she said it was just a minor, a minor ticket. But they got her out of the car. I think one thing led to another, and she wound up going to jail. And the goal is to get home. Do you hear me? The goal mm-hmm. is to get the fuck home. Fuck trying to be tough. Fuck trying to prove a point. That's what my point is. I'm trying to save lives because I know we're having all these damn marches. But George Floyd's situation is one in a billion. Correct. But he's dead. He got over $13 million in gold funding. A lot of people have put money into his cause. But what about people like your friend? People like all these other people whose stuff wasn't videotaped. How their story goes untold and the families are ruined for life. And like I said, I don't think the cops are going to change until they have law. Until the cops know that they can be beheaded. Because the only reason why we're having this conversation, babe, and the only reason I'm having this marching, because there was videotape. Correct. If there was no video, they wouldn't do the right thing. These cops will lie. They say, no, it didn't happen. Like the guy in uh, Seattle, Washington, that's trying to say that he tripped. And then the video came out. Mm-hmm. Then the video came out. So I understand it's rough out there for cops. And then I know that, but if you're scary, don't become a cop. I feel, I feel the same way. I feel like any when you become a cop, I feel like you need to patrol the area and what you're going to work in, get familiar with the people so that they're not scared of you and you're not scared of them. If I'm a cop, I ain't scared of no motherfucker body. The majority like, of the cops are people that were punked at school and bullied in school. So now they feel the like thing. they have a little authority. Right, but here's the thing. They're not really bullying school, right? What happens with them is people um, do not have, know how to control power. See, power is a is a powerful thing. You have it in your in corporations. You have it even at the liquor store. You even have it at at Burger King. People who become managers, people who achieve certain types of uh, success, instead of them controlling their emotions, they overdo their job. And mm-hmm. so, when cops become cops, uh, put that badge on. Not that they got beat up. There's a lot of tough cops out there. It's just that some do not know how to control power. Because when you're a cop, you pretty much you pretty much have power. It's like driving down the highway, look at your rearview mirror, and you pray to God that cop is not going to stop you, right? But what do you do? You pull, you put your signals on, and get over to another lane, hope that the cop goes by you. 
<laughs> you know, that's power. Because the cops know it, too. Mm-hmm. They know. And my brother got murdered by the police in 1995 on a high-speed chase in Jersey City, New Jersey. And he went up on the sidewalk to go around the cop. And the cop shot my brother seven times. And the reason why they said they shot him is because they felt that he was trying to use the car as a weapon. So a witness who didn't want to be named had said that the cop shouldn't have shot him that many times. But they shot my brother seven times. And that was a sad situation. So my brother also had a record, too. Mm-hmm. And they tried to justify it by saying he was arrested 42 times um, since the 70s. And, and that is a lot. When you read Dan's about arrested 42 times, that's a, that, that's a lot for anybody. And I just am glad that you brought this thing about this gentleman to share his um, name out in the universe and so hopefully we want him to be remembered. And it's just sad. How old would he have been? Uh, we would have, we're exactly five days apart. We're uh, 31 this year. Oh, he's a young, young kid. Yeah. Um, so my birthday is February the 20th. Here's the 15th. And, like, since the sixth grade, I've been around this boy. So at the age of 24, when he was killed, we were just talking about turning 25. We was excited. We was planning trips. And then this happened. So for my 25th birthday, I couldn't enjoy my birthday. I still don't enjoy my birthday now because I'm so used to him first and then me. And it's just like I still, although I try to, you know, be excited about it for myself, mm-hmm. just knowing that he's not here to share it with me, it, 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 I, I, I'm I, just in a bad space. Yes, absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. um they say it gets better with time, and I just feel like every day it feels like just yesterday it just happened. Like, he was a a good person. He always made everybody laugh in the room. He had great energy. He was just a beautiful person. You know, we are products of our environment. So, yes, mm-hmm. he did have a record. Yes, some things did happen to him, but this is what we accustomed to. This is what we're used to. You get what I'm saying? He was trying to do something different. He was working with his dad on trucks mm-hmm. and he was trying to do something be- better for himself. And then this happened. Does and anybody he, know why he ran? He ran because like I said, the day of the day is 10 trade day. He didn't know if they were the police or if it was, they was coming to shoot somebody else or he didn't know what was going on. He just took okay. off running. He wanted to be safe for himself because where we're from, drive-bys do happen. Right, right, right. And they chased him down? They chased him down. Wow. Chased him down. And he didn't pose a threat. He was jumping over the gate. So how could he pose a threat towards you? If you shot him in the back, how was he posing a threat? Right, right, right. That's sad. It's like that little kid in Cleveland who was in the park train with his gun. The cop pulled up and shoot a little child. Right. Shot a little kid. And my other thing about cops killing these young black men, I think men, and I could be wrong, but I have to say this, I think the fathers of the children should revenge their, their children's death. If your kids get 
a man's child gets murdered by the police, I, I'm I'm the kind of guy. I'm an eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. I believe that man should go after that cop. I could be wrong. I ain't trying to start a fight. These are just my personal opinions. Because how could you live with yourself for the rest of your life knowing that a cop killed your son? I think it's horrible. I don't know if I could live like that, huh? I don't know how his father does it, but I'm so happy that he is strong enough to keep going. He does have grandchildren that need him, and he does have other children that need him. So I I call and check on him as often as possible. Um, I always let him know that his son will never be forgotten in my eyes. Right, that's all. I always speak nothing, always, whenever we talk, I bring up his son. We'll meet at the grave site. I, I try to be as active as possible because I don't want him to think that I'm one of the people that just forgot about him because I didn't. Yes. I and, never did. And, and it seems like people forgive, but people move on with their lives, mm-hmm. but they hold it in their memory. So I want you to know that the people don't forget. It's just really a motivational tool to live your life before you go. You know, because you're going to get one lap around this thing. Absolutely. And, and I do use it as fuel to keep me going. Yep, that's what and make me run better and know that I got to go harder because I'm not only going hard for me, I'm going hard for him too. So I use that as fuel for myself. Okay. Okay. That's good. And, that's, and that's how life is sometimes, you know. We all want a happy ending, but life's not fair. It is not. You know. Especially for the black Person. Especially for the black. Are you into movies? You ever watch Marvel? Marvel movies? I have watched Marvel movies. You do? I do. All right. You watch Endgame? Say that again. What was the name? Have you ever watched Endgame? The Avengers Endgame? No, I never saw that one. Okay. Endgame should be Avengers. I'm going somewhere with the story, so just follow me. Mm hmm. So it all goes with the President of the United States of America, right? And Donald Trump has pulled some fascinating things over the last three years. Not not showing his income tax, um, beating impeachment, beating sexual harassment charges, um, friends going to jail, attorneys going to jail for him. All these things. So I'm watching Endgame yesterday and there's a villain in there named uh, Thanos and Thanos is this monstrous villain who defeats everybody but one of the superheroes had said to um, Tony Parker who's Iron Man that he his scenario to beat Thanos was 14 million to one they only had one shot to beat this guy. My point being is, with a president like this in the United States, with all the turmoil that he has caused, I want everybody to know we got one shot to get this man out of office. Because if this man wins again in November, we're going to have hell to pay for another four years. That's correct. You hear me, Carolyn? Yeah, I hear you loud and clear, I, and I know the truth behind it. My mother's funeral. I think I would cry if this man became president of the United States again. That's how bad this hurts. 
And it all hurts, too, because we have a president like this. Even though your friend passed away years ago with his death, with the death of all these Afro-American men, it hurts worse because Donald Trump is in fucking office. And you know he doesn't care. Right. But it also hurts bad, too, that we had a president in office and he didn't change much laws either. That's what I said, right? He didn't. So it's just like, we're damned if we're doomed, we're damned if we don't. Right, right. That's the thing. And it it bothers me that um, a lot of people feel that their one vote doesn't help. And I just felt like as soon as I was old enough to to vote, I was going to vote. I had the right to vote. So I wanted my voice to be heard. I'm not sure if my one vote makes a difference, but I'm always exercising my right to vote because somebody fought for me to have a right to vote. So it bothers me that a lot of people older than me feel like my one vote doesn't count. But as soon as laws are being passed and things are not going their way, it's, oh, this person is in office, but what did you do to stop them from getting there? Right. What did you do? That's right. How are you helping? You guys, if you're not trying to get rid of the problem, you're a part of the problem. Uh, and a lot of people are part of the problem because you don't exercise your right to vote. You yeah. have no voice. But as soon as something happens, you have so much to say. I agree with you. Well, speak I mean, up before the problem. Yes, because this man should have never got in office. Never. 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 <laughs> He's not a politician. He's a businessman. Get the words out of my mouth. He's a businessman. I don't get into politics, and I, I really don't talk... Certain thing, three conversations I hate to have with people is co- uh, politics, religion, and sports. Yeah. <laughs> Those are my three top bad I conversations. That they need to pass another law is that you cannot become president unless you have governed something, either right. being of a state or mayor. Because this thing that anybody can become president off the streets. And never have that's like a person trying to drive a plane for your first time, right? Right. Or a person trying to be a manager of a major company, you don't know what the hell is going on. You've got to know about all these all these situations around the world and this man knows nothing. He has no common sense. Because if we one thing I do know, if we had a better president there, there would have never been the pandemic. Because remember when Donald Trump said, oh, this is a hoax and this will disappear come the summer. And all these people have died on his uh, on his watch. This is sad. I lost six family members with coronavirus. I'm sad to hear that. Sorry about you all. In a, month, in a, in a span of a, in 30 days. This is just truly, truly sad. You know, so... There's so many stories, ladies and gentlemen, out here. All I can do is give you the information. It's up to you how you process it. What I mean by that is I want to prevent you going to jail, and I want to prevent you from getting shot. And if you're going to do crime, understand when them cops come, they ain't playing. Domestic violence. Guys, girls, if you ain't feeling somebody, 
walk the F out the house. Don't touch her. Ladies, don't touch him. Because no cops come, something that's supposed to be so minor can turn to a deadly situation. Take your friends on who you're going to hang with because your friends could take you down the wrong path and all y'all could end up shot and dead by the hands of the police. I'm just being honest. I'm tired of seeing this shit on the news every fucking day. And they're doing it to, they knocking down grandmothers. They knocking down old senior citizen men. This shit is out of fucking hand. And to the state officials understand, you can't control humans. People are people. People are people. But put laws in place, and you can change their mindsets. They'll still be the same person, but their mindsets will change to wanting to do the right thing. That's where I'm at with that. Anything else? I feel the same. I feel like at this point, I know the Constitution is like the oldest thing ever written, but it was not designed for our people. And I feel like it needs to be, at this point, it needs to be redone. Mm. We we need laws in place for our people, the people of color. Right, I agree. It starts with the laws. Everything must change. It was not written for us to be any better than what we are. Mm-hmm. No matter how hard we try, it's, everything's already against us. Yes. It really is. And no matter how much... They pacify us because it seems like every time, oh, they kneel for us. That's we're okay with that. Mm-hmm. They do a little something and we're okay with that. We, we stop everything. Everything comes to a halt. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of everyone being so easily pacified, right? And forgetting what we're doing this for. I'm tired right. of everybody getting sidetracked of what they're arguing with each other about. It's mm-hmm. bigger than you. It's bigger than me. Yeah. Let's stay focused on what's at hand, getting these laws changed, getting our people's uh, voices heard, making sure that they're not forgotten, make sure they didn't die for nothing. Mm-hmm. There's so much to be done, and I just it, it, it has to start with the Constitution. It has to change. The Constitution needs to change. I'm sorry that it's the oldest thing, and we need to change it. It was not made for color people of color. Right, I totally And we need someone willing to fight for our rights. Right, I totally agree because that's what it also starts too. Jesse Jackson didn't do it, Al Sharpton didn't do it, but Obama and I love him. I think he was a great thing for to inspire people. But I think he was a great thing to inspire. Joe Clark. He should have went in like Joe Clark and with a hammer and, and stick or whatever is to take care of the black race. Chicago, where he's from, he should have had the state troops, like how Donald Trump says they to send the military in. Mm-hmm. Military in Chicago to save those guys' lives. To patrol the streets. Even if it was just, even if it was just four months, he could have saved thousands of people dying. Correct. And that's what I mean by power, and you're looking out for your people. That's important to me. 
Me as well. I mm-hmm. feel like the smallest gestures would have got us somewhere. Sure would have. Like you're saying that a month of military surveillance would have made, you know, scared them enough to not come outside with guns anymore. Right. And you know what I And then you don't know when they're coming, so you can't really chance it. Are you going to go to jail? Are you going to die? Like, you know, so it would have made them second guess doing what they were doing. I I agree with that. And the other thing that was crazy to me, too, was um, I knew and knew, I wish that pandemic would have been a little longer. It would have been a little longer. It would save lives. See, everybody wanted to, to stop with the pandemic and come out and, and, and loosen up the guidelines for that. And a lot of lives are saved, believe it or not, in these two or three months. And as soon as they uplift the restrictions, holy hell just broke loose. It's so much caged in energy. Yeah. We pray for your 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 best friend. Let's say his name one more time, hon, please. Dawu Ali Alexander. Dawu Alexander. Ladies and gentlemen, we want to pray and show love to all the families, um, even my family, who lost a loved one by the hands of the police. Nobody really has the answers. You know, we all have our voices to put out here in the universe, and hopefully in our lifetime we can truly see changes that can benefit generations to come. You take care of yourself, Ms. Dancing. You too. Have a good one. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the T.K. Kirkland Podcast. Um, You know how we do it. You know, every day, every Monday, make sure you check out the show. Um, if you have anything to say, anything you need, you need to talk about, hit me on Instagram and DM me. I've um, got a couple surprises coming up in the next couple of weeks where we'll be announcing it on this show. Um, shout out to my man, Charlemagne the God. Shout out to all the homies around the world. And until we meet again, Dolly, stay beautiful. And to the rest of you people out there, may your pain be champagne. T to the motherfucking K. Go. Make sure you follow TK Kirkland on Instagram at TK underscore Kirkland. For more information about upcoming events and more, visit www.officialtkkirkland.com. This episode of the TK Kirkland Show was produced by Chris Thomas, executively produced by Charlemagne the God. This is an official Loudspeakers Network production.